Hey guys, I am Caleb Giddings. And I am Keith Finch. We and do not have our largest member today uh, due to him being here. out of town. Yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> he's, he went to space. Um, he's currently in he Ukraine. No, he's in what I, I heard. He's in Ukraine trying to smuggle uh, Ukrainian brides and AK 74s back to America. He do like them five, four, five gals. <laughs> for for <laughs> legal reasons, that is definitely a joke. Um, that was 100% a joke. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in Minecraft. Yeah, in Minecraft, right. So anyway, um, this episode is actually going to air before our normal Sunday drop date because we've got some breaking news that we wanted to talk about today. Uh, if you have been paying attention, there's been a whole ongoing saga with uh, Rivery triggers and their force reset trigger and the ATF. And Keith, why don't you fill these guys in on the backstory of all of this? All right. So if you guys have been following along, you'll you'll be familiar with this. But for those of you who have not, um, there are certain, uh, we'll call them NFA gray area items out on the market. One of those was the bump stocks that got the big old band hammer uh, a while back, and they're in legal litigation to try and get unbanned right now. Uh, they were declared a machine gun after after the Las Vegas Mandalay Bay shooting. Uh, they're not the only device out there, though, that rapidly uh, allows a AR-15 or other rifles or nine millimeters to shoot. Um, one of those devices was the rare breed force reset trigger model 15. It was a drop-in trigger that would auto reset itself when the bolt carrier came back forward. Now this was the most interesting definition of still technically semi-automatic I had seen to date. Like I could even get behind the binary trigger which was pull and fire on the pull and then fire again on the release being two separate actions. The FR-15 was hilarious because it was just, we'll reset it for you, we've got you, bro, as opposed to a traditional auto sear, which would just hold the, hold the components back and allow the hammer to drop again and fire the gun again when it was safe to do so. So they are different mechanisms. It is not a, any traditional machine gun mechanism, but it was like, this is clever. It was but very it was clever. Like, um, and I loved how all of the marketing on Rare Breed's re website around the FART 15 was that it functions in the same cycle of operations as a semi-automatic firearm. And I'm like, technically you're correct and that's the best kind of correct. It really was. However, um, as all fun things, the ATF must look at the fun thing and go, how dare you guys have fun? And a, uh, and a letter was sent out today to FFLs and to uh, other spaces in the industry. I'm sure some similar correspondence or maybe some more uh, direct correspondence has gone to manufacturers of, including Rare Braid, of forced reset triggers. And uh, it opens the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco and Firearms and Explosives and really big fires recently examined devices commonly known as forced reset triggers, FRTs, and determined that some of them are firearms and machine guns as defined in the National Firearms Act and machine guns as defined under the Gun Control Act. So they've said some of these triggers are no bueno anymore. They are machine guns, they are firearms uh, on their own, like the drop-in auto packs that you see that are serialized pre-86 
and um, and and all of that. So the ATF has officially dropped language that says force reset triggers are machine guns. Oh. But the but the interesting part here, ladies and gentlemen, and fine readers who send us memes. Thank you for sending us memes, by the way. I love meme I meme responses memes. in the inbox. They are they are delightful. Um, fan meme service is fantastic. But the you you examine the whole letter. It warns you about violations of the NFA. It warns you about violations of the Gun Control Act. It warns you that certain force reset triggers are now naughty and you should not have them anymore. And you should seek your local ATF's guidance in order to get rid of your naughty triggers. It doesn't actually define models. Mm -hmm. It doesn't come out and say the FRT-15 or the... Um, the, the, the Big Daddy BTO. Unlimited one. Yeah, the, the, yeah. the BDU, yep. The, the Big Daddy Unlimited uh, spicy trigger, or uh, I assume that primarily, because those are the two models I know about, I assume those are the two models that are directly affected by this, and you're not yeah. going to see Echo Trigger or the Binary Trigger, the Franklin Armory Binary Triggers. Those are still bueno. Those are still considered bueno. The, the letter goes on to point out that, indeed, binary triggers are still semi-automatic because of the the deliberate actions and the deliberate ability to interrupt the trigger cycle at any point. Yeah. Um, the, uh, so there's the, well, the, the interesting part about the language and that you mentioned is that because it doesn't specifically say a model, the ATF had put a thing in there. They're like, if you think that your forced reset trigger might be a, a, a machine gun, contact the ATF, which is, it's like, if you think you might have an illegal machine gun, definitely call the ATF and ask them if you have an illegal machine gun, um, which I get. The second question will be, do you have a dog? Yeah. <laughs> How many minutes are we into this and we're getting spicy already? Okay, so um, th there's a number of interesting moving parts here, obviously, that, you know, things that I want to comment on. Uh, I 100% agree with your assessment that this is very clearly targeted at the FRT uh, 15 and the Big Daddy Unlimited uh, knockoff of the FRT 15 for sure. Um, what makes this interesting is we saw, how can I put this mildly, massive non compliance with the bump stock ban, right? Like, how many bump stocks? It is, it is safe to say that didn't go as completely as the ATF would have liked. Right. Now, difference here. The ATF rated uh, rare breed triggers a while back. And I do, <laughs> I like the use of the term rated because it's so like, they rated us. I'm like, they had a warrant, guys. Like, it's not like the ATF. Yeah, just they, they, they knocked politely, got let in, and they are like, here's the paper that says what we're here to collect. Yeah. And rare breed, who are run by lawyers, were like, of course, everything on that paper and nothing else. Yeah, exactly. So specifically be on that paper in exact terms that you get to get it. Otherwise, you don't get it. Now, that paper did include customer records. So yes. there's a real good chance that if you bought an FR15 user, yeah, FR15 with a using your credit card or something like that and had it shipped to your house, that the ATF probs knows you have it. All right. Like mm. there's a pretty good chance that the ATF knows that you have that trigger. I would say 75% chance. Um, now, the question that a lot of people ask is, what should I do? And now because this is a publicly broadcast show, 
and you and I both have real jobs and don't want to get our pets or children shot by the ATF if you are in possession of a one of the now illegal machine gun FR-15 triggers, what you should do is contact your local ATF office and arrange to uh, dispose of it or have it destroyed. That is what you should do to be in full compliance of the law. It says so in the letter. What you do in the real world is up to you because... You're a human. You're a human being. You're an adult. I can tell you what not to do. I can tell you that if you, for some reason, decide to keep your forest reset trigger, uh, you should not post videos of you shooting, uh, doing sick magnums with it on Instagram. You should not post publicly on social media, I got this thing and I ain't never going to give it up for my cold dead hands because the ATF will take you up on that. They burnt a bunch of kids to death. Remember? We all remember. That happened. That's not a joke. There Uh, there is 100% a thing they did. And that was it. Um, <laughs> and then so, they posed on the, on the charred remains of the building oh and the people. Can you remember they tried to make that guy the director of the ATF? Are you kidding me? Yes. Oh, yes. God. David Chipman. What a douchebag. Anyway, but if yep. for some reason you decide that you think that this letter is illegal and unconstitutional and the ATF can suck a fuck, which you are perfectly within your rights as a human to make that decision, my not legal advice to you would be don't shoot this thing on a public range where other people can see you. Don't post videos of yourself shooting it on social media. Put it in your rifle next to your level four plates. That's Put it in your illegal short barreled rifle that you already had that you didn't register anyways next to your plates. Yeah, because, you're use. you know, it's super hard to swap out a brace for a stock, you know. Yeah, exactly. But you would never do that because that no. would violate the NFA. Crimes. So right. we don't do crimes. For- yeah, for for those for those who do not like violating the NFA, because yay, don't do that. But for any who would in in essence violate the NFA in one manner or another or multiple manners, like you do the opposite of that. So what we're going to tell you is how to not violate the NFA. So for example, if you had a braced pistol and you put a stock on it, that would be a violation of the NFA. So you shouldn't do that. Then if you had that same pistol that now has a stock on it and is an illegal SBR, and you were to take your now illegal forced reset trigger and put that in your already existing NFA violation, that's also a violation of the NFA. So you shouldn't do that. However, they wouldn't really, once you've already violated the NFA, you're already getting your dog shot and going to prison anyway. So you shouldn't do that. Correct. Everybody very clear, no crimes. Every every head right now, 12 to 6. Yep. No crimes. <clears throat> I, I am going to look forward to see the estimated, because uh, we saw all the estimated compliance numbers based on mm-hmm. the bump stocks. And I, I agree with the people who were like, I, I, I didn't really care about bump stocks from a practical standpoint. Like right. they were absolutely hilarious gimmicks. And they were, they were um, it was mostly just, haha, this allows me to shoot fast and mag dump into trash. And in a way, the FRT is also, haha, this allows me to shoot fast and mag dump into trash. Um, but it's going to be really entertaining to me, like after the disaster of the bump stocks, what type of compliance numbers are we going to get on the forced reset triggers? What kind of estimated compliance are we going to get? Because that'll that'll give a gauge of like, all right, how many people are just so sick of it? They're mm-hmm. just dumb. Well, I think too, it's going to be, this one is a bit easier. Okay. 
from the ATF's point of view, this is probably a little bit easier to enforce than the bump stock ban because mm-hmm. bump stocks were sold over the counter at gun shows. There were multiple manufacturers, you know, there was mm-hmm. all kinds and they were just, you know, they were sold on guns that were like, mm-hmm. like, you know, Bumpski sold them to Century Arms who installed them on guns mm-hmm. and sold them direct to consumers. Tracing the number of butt stocks or of bump stocks in the general consumer market would be extremely difficult, if not impossible. Mm-hmm. There's a lot fewer. There, there's uh, going to be a more limited market with the FRT 15 is, mm-hmm. is the end of the end of it. And it's going to be a more direct consumer trace. So guys, I, I'm not going to tell you what to do in the video, but the, the end, the end of it is make decisions that keep you and your family safe. So, um, angry notes to the ATF that do not threaten violence and, or anything along those lines, but angry notes, letting them know that their decision is, you know, contrary to what they should be doing or that the NFA should be, should go away and here's why. That, that is all kosher and on the table. Discourse with your government and its agencies, always on the table. But uh, threats of violence or decisions uh, that uh, would be otherwise civil non-compliance that could get you hurt, I would avoid those. Yeah, definitely like write the ATF a letter and say this decision is wrong and here's why. It's because you guys don't understand uh, the technical aspects of how this trigger works. I am uh, interested to see Rare Breed's response because their initial response to the ATF cease and desist was get fucked. Um, and because the whole, the way that whole, this whole thing works, people don't understand is the ATF sends a cease and desist to rare breed saying, stop marketing and selling these triggers while we evaluate whether or not it's a machine gun. Yep. The rare breed says no. And like, literally just no. They they just said no. (laughs) Yeah. They said, no, uh, come get some. And they said, "Oh no, we'll we'll cease manufacturing these uh, uh, these triggers when you come lick these nuts." Um, yeah, so- it was it was a rather epic response, but in in uh, the fashion that the bump stocks are going, but I expect it to be accelerated with the FR the FRTs. This is going to end up in a courtroom, and if it goes along the same trajectory that the bump stocks are going, just at a much slower pace. This could end up with the FRT winning too, which would be hilarious. And then all all of a sudden, um, there's a a smorgasbord of FR15s that are back in the wild. Wow, that shipping was quick. Amazon Prime is wild. If if the the force reset trigger, specifically the FR15 or FRT15 design got uh, approved, like if a judge said, this is not a machine gun and the ATF or more, accurately if a judge said that the atf doesn't have the statutory authority to interpret certain things as machine guns that are outside of what's written in the cfr which is i think a more likely result uh the cfr is a code of federal regulations guys um anyway it's uh that would be very interesting because i do think all of a sudden there would be like a hojillion bump stocks would suddenly be available and so would these triggers and all of that stuff which would be where did all they come i don't know you know, speaking of um, binary triggers, uh, fun fact, when Florida enacted their own bump stock ban, which interestingly is legal under Florida law, 
kind of interesting thing about that because um, they banned it via an act of their legislature, not an uh, administrative decision by, you know, an agency. Uh, an agency, an unelected agency. Yeah. yeah. So their ban is actually, you can argue whether or not it's constitutional, because, uh, you know, because it is rights, legal, but it is they legal. It yeah. So. Law. But anyway, they also banned binary triggers in their law. So the Franklin Armory binary trigger was never was wasn't legal in Florida after that, and it was a uh, an, it was. But what's weird is the way the law is written is if you had a binary trigger, didn't have a binary trigger, you had a bump stock because it was bump stocks are all of these things, and binary triggers was included in bump stocks, and I was like okay whatever that's like a complete aside i keep thinking about getting a binary trigger to put it in my pcc because uh, fun um uh, hey i as someone who thought binary triggers were at almost as gimmicky like one half step less gimmicky than the bump stock initially i uh, fully encourage you to get a binary trigger for a nine millimeter pcc because it is stupid amounts of and just Whoa, look at me turn ammo into spoken noise. But anyway, back to the topic. Look at my split times. Oh, just like 0.1 splits all day. Yeah. Um, oh, no, I, I measured it. It's 0.1 splits. <laughs> it's so the gun, fast. You're like, I need to put a lighter buffer in here. I'm <laughs> cycling too slow. Uh, so, but back to the, the force reset trigger thing. So kind of your net net off of all of this, guys, is if you have one of these, according to the ATF, you have a machine gun. According to the ATF, you should contact no, the ATF. According to the ATF, you may You're have right. a machine Correct, yeah. And you should seek ATF guidance to see if you do or don't. And if you do, they will help you dispose of it. That's Which, what the letter is we do joke around about this, but like if you call the ATF and you say, I have a forest race that triggers a machine gun or not, they're not going to come to your house and shoot your dog. They're going to like dispose of it they're, in an administrative fashion. This is specifically to make it a smooth process because they've determined it's a machine gun. Therefore, they have to, in the smoothest and most procedurally correct and safest way possible, they are required to take these take these off the market because they are post-86 machine guns. They're not NFA compliant. You would have to be an 0702 and actually build a machine gun in order to put this trigger inside it or to make the trigger itself a posted machine gun. You could serialize the trigger. Um, so there are legal ways to keep these, even though this ATF decision has come down. Um, they're just a giant pain um, administratively. But if you do have one and you, you look at the you look at the guidance and say, all right, I'm, I'm going to check to see if my trigger applies, because maybe it isn't the FRT or the uh, BDU one. Um, and again, I have no actual confirmation. Those are the two. The guidance is ask the ATF. So if you have an FRT or a BDU um, and you then ask the ATF and the ATF says, yep, that's the one of the ones we're talking about. It meets the criteria then like at that point it is officially a machine gun you know it is and it's time to go away yeah make it, 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 it it's time it's time to make that no longer your trigger and what i will say to all of this is uh i am interested to see what rare breeds response is going to be i keep refreshing my inbox uh because i get all of their press releases and i keep refreshing yeah. my inbox and being like <gasps> come on I I'm interested. I am very interested to see what the uh, response is, because uh, this is 100% going to end up in a courtroom, and it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, it's and be you a can legal thing to watch. 
And like, we can, you know, both talk back and forth and be like, we don't know if this is the FRT 15, but it is like, and you know, it the is. letter does not they, say they, that it is, but it's, it's one of those things that they can't call out and say it is. Cause if they do that, then all of a sudden rare breed goes, Oh, um, well, luckily we've been working on this weird thing called the FR uh, T16 and mm. it's totally different and it's not named in the uh, ruling about FR15s being uh, machine guns. So yeah, they have to keep it broad to cast a wide net so they can catch as many people and shoot their dogs as possible. Um, again, th these are jokes. These are just jokes, all jokes. Uh, I will podcast, say- guys. It's supposed to be funny sometimes. Sometimes it's supposed to be funny. And I mean, like, I, you know, I, the ATF is ripe for mockery anyways, because they've done some really dumb <laughs> shit over the years. Uh, I will say the whole thing with Rare Breed that I've really enjoyed through this whole process, like I don't own an FRT-15. I had no intentions of buying one. I did Neither. think that they're, mar I, I will say this as the one criticism of them. I did think that for, a company who was trying to say that this isn't a machine gun, all of the video clips they posted of people using their guns, sure shit made them look like machine guns. I was like, mm -hmm. but it technically, like, and I, again, I also, the, the thing that I, but back to what I loved about it was their whole argument of, well, because this follows the correct Air 15 cycle of operations, it's definitely not a machine gun, was about as good as SIG's, uh, baffle stack that was a muzzle break that look that was literally the inside baffles of a suppressor and oh look we happen to have a muzzle break protector that will sell you that will go over this baffle stack because i do enjoy there was a time period when sig especially was just every new product launch was them spitting in the atf's eye and it was freaking great and it yep. was from the original introduction of the brace when they took that thing crazy <laughs> and then the, the baffle system for the mpx was just delightful and but the atf at that was like come on guys Right, work and, with us here, and because Sig does like them some dot gov money, uh, and I understand that that those are huge contracts, yeah. um, and that keeps people employed and food on tables. So I do understand that aspect too. Uh, but the uh, ha 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 engineers are smarter than bureaucrats is always fun to me. It is, and Rare Breed had a lot of that vibe, you know, of the no no no, this isn't a crime, guys. It's just you know, it's like, like, you know, maybe like a, if it is a crime, it's like a light B and E worst case scenario. Yeah. And, and which is, which um, is accurate in the sense that look at how the ATF is going about it. It's very much a, uh, okay, guys, we have uh, discovered that through our extensive research that uh, these are in fact uh, machine guns. So um, if you would, uh, if you would allow us to check on whether yours is one of those machine guns, we definitely know what we're talking about. We have done all the research and looked at all the books. Um, we consulted the ghost of Eugene Stoner. He <laughs> said that these are goofy. And uh, he also said the forward assist is goofy, but we cut him off at that point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the forward assist is goofy. Let's be real, guys. Forward assist. The forward assist is super goofy, but but uh, they, but uh, military rifles do like themselves some forward assist. So it is what it is. 
but it, it comes down to that the way the ATF rolled this out is in the like most effective way they can. They know this is going to go to a legal battle between them and uh, Rare Breed and uh, maybe BDU as well. Um, and any other manufacturer, any other small manufacturer that we haven't covered that has a trigger that rates this definition. This is going to be a legal batter, battle primarily with Rare Breed. And uh, it, could, it could easily come out in Rare Breed's favor if the judge goes, no, you followed the, the statutory definition of semi-automatic and cycle operations with this rifle. Uh, it's therefore, you can't just declare extra things uh, machine guns, e even if they can just shoot fast, this could come down in rare breeze, breeze side, or it could come down the other way, where the judge goes, look, I get technically correct is the best kind of correct, but it is a machine gun, guys, and I'm deciding that is a machine gun, so you have to make a different product that either fits the definition of binary or or one of one of the other approved actual still semi-automatic systems. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because it really comes down to the argument of uh, if it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it is a duck versus, but technically it's made out of wood and it's not a duck. So, <laughs> you know, it's it's interesting. And like, legal, I'm sure legal nerds would be like, ooh, well, here's the legal you know precedent for stuff like this. Uh, I don't care about any of that. I just want to see rare breed write shitty emails to the ATF again, because that is so good. Oh, it's a vibe. It's totally a vibe. It is a I whole vibe. It. I love when smart people take on bureaucrats. Oh, it's so good. So, guys, <laughs> so that's uh, 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 Keith. Unless you have anything else, I think that's about it for the this rare breed episode. We're gonna go ahead and this will drop in the next twenty or thirty minutes, as long as it takes me to slap a quick edit on here. Um, so, before I do all of that, uh, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for sending memes. Um, I enjoyed the meme that Keith just forwarded me a few minutes ago. Fantastic quality. Loved it. Uh, so guys, uh, thank you for liking, sharing, subscribing, keep on listening, keep on sharing, uh, the, the podcast with your friends, your family and strangers that get into your Ubers. If you drive Ubers, uh, if you do drive Uber and you listen to this in your car with people in there, do like a surreptitious recording of that and send that shit to us. All right. Because that's, hilarious. <laughs> I'm, I, that's a whole vibe that I'm here for, but that's it for this week, guys. We'll be back next week and hopefully Jack will be back from Ukraine. With AK-74s. <laughs> Jack. <laughs>